It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Signal Boost. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. It is Tuesday, February the 23rd. You got getting it. getting a lot closer <laughs> to a year inside of yes, the house. That's, that's a lot. Majority. I, I mean, <laughs> other so people close. have done things. I, I have not. Yeah. yeah. No, Chris and I actually, uh, out of some masochistic impulse, decided to add up all of the things that we have done in the last year. Oh, no. Why did you do that? I, I, I don't know. I, I, genuinely, I genuinely don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was 12 things. Wow. We, we, we did That's 12 it. things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, like I... That, that time that we took the dog to the, the little beach strip and the, the time that we sat out uh, in front of the trash cans at Sarah Sophie's house six, six and a half feet away and that time that we... <laughs> That was it. We had 12. <laughs> we decided not to count errands. I don't think I can even count anything on. It's not more than one hand. I went yeah. to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, don't um, count errands. You can't count oh, errands. So I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have been inside with your mother, which is a completely different scenario. Yes. Like when, when, when we have managed to do the stay inside for 14 days test pot up thing with my mom. Uh, nothing gets done the month right. that I'm in the house with her. There is, there, there really, I don't even run errands at that point. Like, yeah. <clears throat> because of the aforementioned go through this whole thing without killing your mother directive, which Trying we have uh, made it to vaccination stage at least. Yes. I mean, I think when we first went inside, um, I, I just, I don't, I couldn't imagine being here for this long. No, of course not. I remember, I remember when Ralph Northam said, "Yes, I was just about to April. say that." <laughs> we April. Like, it was June. What? He was the first person. Oh no, yeah, he June. said June. He said June. It and was we April like, when he said Whoa. June. Whoa! Yeah, we were like, June, "Wait, what?" Man, all right, we can do this. We can do June. <laughs> it's February twenty third <laughs> of the next year. <laughs> of the next year. It's like every time I say this year, I mean last year. Like, oh yeah! If correction. I say if I say that thing we did last summer, I mean 2019. Right. <laughs> I do not mean <laughs> last summer <laughs> because I could only be talking about I don't know four or five things if I'm talking about that thing we did last summer. I know because we counted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the bright side, oh, it's not bright, but on the <laughs> turning the page side of things. Yeah. I feel like yesterday was a big moment where it was we had a president that came mm-hmm. out and was like i know you guys are in pain this sucks and you've yeah. lost people and you've lost well you've lost something everybody lost something everybody lost like whatever their life was before that's different now yeah that is a loss even though if it, it's not you know the same type of grief as losing a loved one it's loss and so yeah. everybody is like going through a, some kind of grieving process well, there's and, a loss of security. I've never spent a yeah. year worrying I was going to inadvertently kill Chris or my mom. Like, that's it's true. That's, new, that's, a, that's a loss in some ways, even though, you know, it's, it, I don't know. I don't know what it's a loss of, but it certainly doesn't feel like a gain. Well, we lost, <laughs> we lost a lot of control. We lost certainty. Yeah. We thought we had control. That was the big yeah. lie that life told us that we, we just now got, which is that you have no control over anything yeah. ever. Um, 
because there are other people who make choices and that anyway point is, is that you have no control and yesterday felt like a moment where we had a president who tried to like help us feel yeah. better which was a weird emotion because uh i was i'm not used to the president trying to make me feel better we were so right. used to having a president <laughs> who made everything worse who made us feel worse That's even if the, putting it. even if the, even if like you know the circumstances themselves were like you know average yeah um he made us feel worse after he spoke yes either because he was incoherent or because he was mean right or because he was petty and it was just very nice to have a have a president to come out and say i feel your pain i yeah. see i see you yeah people in pain i see you here are five hundred thousand candles of people who have died and also i just want you to remember it is not my fault that all these candles are out right. here lit right right no, I mean, I think I think it is. Um, I think it was an important moment for Joe Biden. I think it's the thing that Biden does the best. It's one of the reasons why I was, um, why why I why I came around to his to his nomination <laughs> as quickly and enthusiastically as I did. Is that like we're living in a moment of grief, and this guy gets grief. He understands he, he understands grief as an opportunity for healing and strengthening. I mean, strong in the broken places. Yeah, like that. Was... that I mean. He's he he gets it. He gets this, and he gets that it is not okay that we don't have five hundred thousand of us here. He, like that's not all right. That's not something we have to be okay with. That's not just a thing that happened. That's not you know now it's time to move on. National healing, mourning, and unity. Like that's that's wrong. It's wrong that half a million Americans aren't here, right. and the people who lost someone knew they didn't have to. I mean. I, Everybody is sort of on some level, you know, it's the human condition. We're prepared for something bad to happen. We're prepared for death. We're prepared for, you know, losing elderly loved ones. We, you know, we, we, we understand that that is the human condition. But when death takes somebody for a stupid reason that didn't have to happen, that, that doesn't heal the same way. Right. Because you're always, you're always wondering, like, what could... If that stupid thing hadn't happened, or if that stupid man hadn't done that stupid thing, then then my grandmother would still be alive, then my uncle would still be here, then my husband would still be here. Like, that's not a life well lived. I'm gonna grieve this person because I will miss them. That's that's just a travesty, and you don't you don't right. get over that in the same way. And there are five hundred thousand families who are feeling that, and who likely did not get to say goodbye to their family right. member. Um, in person because of COVID restrictions. And I think that's, I mean, when he, when he, when he talked about um, the fact that you can't even see the person. Yeah. I think that yeah. that, that's something that, you know, it's almost worse that Donald Trump never said anything in that circumstance. Like the person yeah. never got closure and they didn't have leadership that saw their pain, validated their pain, acknowledged their pain at all. Like it's 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 an open wound. To yeah. your point. Oh, I'm and sure. And I suppose that yesterday was something that was trying, at least attempting, to put effort behind yeah. the idea of healing. Yeah. That wound. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I'm glad that Donald Trump didn't say anything. He would have wound up insulting the dead. But, like, but I do. I, I see. I see what you mean. 
I hope I hope that I hope that yesterday was um was something of a comfort to the families that are that are grieving. Yeah. Um you know, it's it's long overdue, but um I think that Biden, the Biden administration is going to set up like this is something that we're going to be mourning for the rest of our lives, right? Like we're never we've lost more people than World War 1, 2 and the Vietnam War combined now. And you know how much memorials for those events are, are a part of our life in America. Right. Um, I, th- I, I believe that Joe Biden will make sure in the four years that he has, at least, um, that, that memorializing this is also a part of American mm-hmm. life. And I think that's going to be really critical going forward. Um, we've been dealing so much with the insurrection and, and all of that that, like, you know, the pandemic the the magnitude of the pandemic as, and and history you know we have not we haven't we haven't talked about it as much but it's it's there oh um, yeah it's very much there and it's 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 in our psyches too it's not just like it's out there in the air like we we're living through this too um we're probably living through this first and foremost and insurrection oh, oh yeah no we're well the insurrection was just the dystopia thrown in at yeah. the end of the movie like an extra twist <laughs> they needed the denouement like you thought, you know, like it's like Katniss and, you know, Peter, they survived the Hunger Games, but right. they still have to drink the poison or eat the poison berries. Like right, right, right. that, the insurrection were the poison berries <laughs> inside of the arena. I always arena, think of it okay? as like the, uh, in, in the day after tomorrow, you know, how like they, they're surviving the polar vortex mm-hmm. and everything. And then there's wolves. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the like, insurrection it's the, and then the there's wolves. wolves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. In 24, where like her, the, the daughter is running away from the terrorists and, oh, there's a bear trap. Like, yep. it's, it, there's always that moment where you're like, you think you're out of the woods and then here's something from total left field because the writers got bored. Yeah. <laughs> Except it wasn't, a, it wasn't, wasn't from a, left field. it was from right <laughs> it was, field. It was, it was from um, very, very visible right field. Very, very visible right field. But in it, it, it uh, yeah, it wasn't from left field in any way because it wasn't a surprise. It shouldn't yeah. have been a surprise to anyone. They okay, were like, so it was more wolves gonna go, than bear trap. Yeah, like, I if, agree. If, yeah, because the wolves wasn't escaped hidden. from the zoo, right? Yeah. Like, which would happen. The bear trap was just, the bear trap was uh, like, you know, extrajudicious. You didn't need that. Bad right. writing, 24, show from the 90s. <laughs> I was there really an with... episode with a bear trap? Yeah, the daughter is escaping from terrorists, and she g- g- she's in a bear trap. <laughs> and you're like, and then and then she's being stalked by a cougar for like an entire episode. It's it's a very shark jumpy thing. I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah she's, or a mountain lion or something. I don't know. I remember was... a lot of things about Twenty Four, but not that scene. Yeah. I don't. I, re- I remember any... being like, "This is gratuitous." <laughs> like, <laughs> there's enough going on here. He's like trying to fly a nuclear bomb into the desert or something, and then like she's got to she's got to fight a mountain lion. Oh well, there was that season of Twenty Four where there actually was a nuclear bomb and it went off. Right. Uh, like okay. I have to admit, I watched 24 completely incorrectly. Like, I was very much in my, like, anti-war activism phase. Like, I was protesting the Iraq War everywhere. I was going, like, down to D.C. a lot. I thought that 24 was a really sort of fun poke at right-wing culture. Like, I really, I thought that it was like, well, clearly this is satire. Like, clearly (laughs) this is a farce. He's going to torture everybody to get a piece of information. Right. This is such a joke. And then I found out that, like, oh, no, it's actually written by wingers and Keeper Sutherland is a winger. And this whole show is about how, like, you want more strong men in government and torture is good. And I'm like, oh, oh, I watched this all wrong. I was such a fan and I really thought it was satire. <laughs> oh, you thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, because well, it's so clearly wrong. Like, that doesn't work. Obviously. Well, do no, that. 
also, if you ask anybody in the FBI, um, I mean, I remember there was a there was an FBI agent that some his last name was Alexander, but I can't remember the first name right now. I'm seeing it on the cover of the book, but I can't remember. Anyway, this person um, was one of the people who came out. He was in military intelligence and he not not the FBI, but it was at the time when the CIA was torturing everybody. Mm -hmm. um, And he was like, hey, guys, torture doesn't actually work at all. Um, I worked in Iraq, and we found that when we torture people, they do not give us correct right. information. They'll say anything. In fact, literally um, anything. Yes, uh, and and it's it's just so with the twenty four thing, I never watched that. Like, oh yeah, of course this would work. Like, no, it 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 doesn't. It just it, it got work. so ridiculous that he's like, I can't. I mean, I can't remember. It's been you know twenty years or whatever since I've seen the show. But like, he would torture the bad guy, and then he would like torture the bad guy's family, and <laughs> then he would like torture. It was like there was just so much torture. There was a lot of torture. That I really thought I thought it had to be satire, but I was I don't know. I was that's actually one or pretty funny. I, like, this li- lived in New York City, and I just I'd never really been exposed to like jingoistic propaganda. <laughs> I just sort of assumed it was all a joke. <laughs> so I was a big 24 fan. I had no idea. That most that must be like how people watch Colbert and they don't realize that he's playing a character because he's I, making fun of the fact that all the right wing personalities to ask him about are playing a character. Yeah. And that was, of course, his whole thing when he had the Colbert rapport. It was he was like, you know, doing a Bill O'Reilly bit. But um the the Senate press secretaries, if you're a press secretary in the Senate, you go on this big trip uh, to, I, I think it's to New York every time. I was only there for a year, but we went to New York. And you you meet a lot of the media that you interact with. It's, it's a very cool trip. It's very cool. That is it's a bi- cool trip. Yeah, it's bipartisan. Like, it's, it's from, you know, it, it's staffers from both sides. Um, you know, you go to the 30 Rock, you go to CNN, mm-hmm. you do the whole, you do the whole deal. And then you you meet with a special guest. This was in like 2009 was when I was there. It's a good guest. Yeah. And it was Stephen Colbert. And I was like, wow. It was. And he I mean, he this was when I was first like, oh, I think you're I think you're our Mr. Rogers. Like, I think that's who you are. Like, he's so warm and wonderful Mm -hmm. and like makes your life better by like talking to you. But we asked him about this. Like, I was working for Al Franken at the time and I was genuinely curious. Like, how do you. So you've done that thing where you've created a character and that character has your name. <laughs> that character yeah. is not you, which, of course, Al had done, which, you know, did not exactly serve him well in the running of the Senate and <laughs> running for the Senate because, you know, horrible thing. Like, you, the character is a jerk and you named it you. <laughs> Why'd you do that? And like, <laughs> and Stephen Colbert has a character that's named Stephen Colbert, but right. he's not at all like Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, I'm, I, I asked him how he handled it. And he said that for the most part, people got it. He was surprised by how many people got it or how few people didn't realize that he was doing a thing. But the people who didn't realize it seemed to really like him. Wow. Like, they seemed to really like the character. And they were just very genuine and pleased to meet him. And, and so he would, he would talk to them. And, and unless they asked directly, he wouldn't really disabuse them of it. Like, they, they seemed <laughs> to be taking something good from the character, even That's if they funny. didn't get that it was a joke. <laughs> Can you imagine Stephen Colbert meeting somebody and then being like, oh, my God, I love you so much. I love it when you're, like, super racist. It's awesome. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. awesome. You know, mm-hmm. like, he just, like, goes with... Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. That mm-hmm. must be really fun for him in some ways. I, yeah, I, I mean, I so. I do remember um, his sixty minutes interview because he before he had obviously the late show, 
Um, right. And he was like, now he's just himself. Um, when he was playing the character, he wouldn't really do interviews as himself. Like, there's not yeah, that yeah. many inter- like older, older interviews of him just being like himself. Right. Um, and he said something that actually I remember to this day, which is um, he doesn't let his kids watch because he says things he doesn't believe with a straight face. Oh. And so he didn't want his kids to think that he believed any of those things. So actually his young kids, like at the time, he said he doesn't have them watch right. the Colbert Report. That was We went on major tangents. Yes, but That we was did. a really, really fun <laughs> uh, moment down memory lane. Um, there is more news. There is news. Should yesterday. News? Yeah. So yesterday, um, the Supreme Court um, handed down yeah. a bunch of stuff. Most notably, I imagine, for, for folks uh, who love the Progress Channel, um, Donald Trump's tax returns um, are in the hands of the grand jury. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, well, they will be very soon. They, they will be they in the be hands already. of their... They might be already. We don't know because we're not supposed to know. A grand jury is not supposed to be able to tell us these things. Um, but the assumption is, is that they are already in the hands of the grand jury because I bet you that was just an email or like some file transfer situation um because you you walked over like 24 binders of blank paper (laughs) no because it didn't come from donald trump it came from from the accountant yep um they had subpoenaed the accounting and the financial firm and so they have to hand it over it's like boom boom like yeah real quick um i am i i just wanted to put a marker down here uh for a moment i'm not going to make anybody pull up the audio of me saying it i'm not going to pull up (laughs) <laughs> the emails where I said it or the tweets where I said it or remind you of the conversations that we had in 2017 where I where I said this. But um, I'm putting the marker here for this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I said from the beginning, taxes were going to be <laughs> the reason <laughs> that Donald Trump has to go in and out of court for the rest of his life. Um, Ivanka Trump is married to Jared Kushner. She's screwed on both sides of her life. Mm-hmm. In terms of taxes mm-hmm. um, and business uh, crimes, financial crimes like insurance fraud, bank fraud, uh, which Trademark basically, fraud. Uh, yeah, which basically Michael Cohen admitted under oath um, in front of the Congress. People don't remember that, but he sat there and he said, Donald Trump is a criminal and you should look at these documents for the proof. Um, and that's what documents uh, finally a prosecutor is going to get. It's happening. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Unfortunately, it had to be after the insurrection, but, you know, look, he's going to spend the rest of his life being sued. Uh, This is very exciting. I'm excited for the court outfits. I'm looking forward. It's like all I want. I'm just it's the one thing that's going to give me small amounts of joy. Yep. (laughs) Um, In other news, this is honestly my favorite. Okay, CPAC. Right. The the conservative yep. political action committee, like it's 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 the worst of the worst of oh, the yeah. gatherings. Well, that's probably not true anymore. There's probably some like Proud Boys convention that's worse than CPAC now. But CPAC used to be uh, the worst of the worst. And um, they they have uh, they had they had invited a rapper. I'm not familiar with this man's work. Young Pharaoh. I had not heard this name before, but conservatives find their find their people. They they find their celebrities out there. So uh, they they had to um, um, uninvite him publicly because he had expressed reprehensible views about Judaism and uh, a lot of QAnon nonsense. Um, 
So they they canceled him. Their theme is uncanceled America. <laughs> I was just going to say, aren't those the people that are so against yeah. cancel culture or whatever they call it? They've um, gone so far with it. Did you see Don Jr. yesterday? Like everybody was going nuts yesterday. Fox News played this multiple times throughout the day. Like I'm not just being like, here's what some rando said on Twitter because that's what Don Jr. is now. He's basically just a rando. Like this is a major part of what they're telling they're still very sizable base. Fox News ran segment after segment after segment about how liberals were canceling the Muppets. Now, if you saw that and you were like, the what? And then you went back to focus on something important <laughs> in your life. Good for you. But what happened was the, the Muppets were recently bought by Disney Plus, right? I'm extremely excited about being able to see all of them. The Muppet Show is one of the best things that ever happened in television or cinema or music history. It's just amazing. The Muppet Show is incredible. Point is, it's now on Disney+. Plus. Hooray! However, there was one episode that they did not put on Disney+, Plus because the, the celebrity that they featured wound up being a, a, a pedophile. He was a child sex predator. He was convicted. Right. So they, they just went ahead and moved that episode out because, like, I don't even remember the guy's name. I, I don't think I've ever seen the episode because it was pulled from circulation pretty quickly after that happened, whenever it did. So they pulled that one episode and then they uploaded it and the right went nuts about cancel culture. They were canceling the Muppets. I, I don't. I but don't. Only, but it was just one episode. And it was a, sex, a child sex offender. You don't need to put them on a children's program. That's canceling? You think that's canceling? Like what? <laughs> I just I don't think they have a handle on on Oh, no, they don't have a handle. Of no, no, no. Is I'm going to explain to you what this is all about. Okay, please. Okay, so cancel culture is is their new term for political correctness. It's the same thing. It's all it's it's this idea that you should be able to do and say whatever you want no matter who it hurts or harms. And if there are consequences for the things that you have said or done, um, you've been canceled. And that is the same thing that they used to say about political correctness. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, liberals get too sensitive about right. my this racism. Is, oh, you're right. What they did was same make shit. the phrase political, like, because political correctness can't do anything to you. Like, somebody is mm -hmm. politically correct and you cannot like that. But, like, political correctness isn't going to, like, take away your job. Like, cancel culture could actually do something to you. So it's a yeah, much it's better boogeyman than politically yeah, are, correct. Right, but Ooh, there's a, but yeah. before it was just you'll be frowned upon by, you know, silly liberals. Um, you know, politically correct silly liberals who care that, you know, what I say is not racist. Yeah. Now, after <clears throat> cancel culture is, um, you know, political correctness plus Harvey Weinstein um, equals cancel culture. Essentially, right. Got it. you know, after Harvey Weinstein, we were like, oh, we can actually fire people who sexually abuse uh, colleagues yeah. or we can actually punish people who are sexually harassing their coworkers. We can actually punish people who are being racist in public in on a public platform. And then the public, the public can say we don't like that when we can take away your public platform. But they don't like that. They think it's being canceled. In fact, we cancel too infrequently in my opinion yeah. um what's horrible is that we don't cancel enough people <laughs> like that's the problem yeah well i mean and, and canceling... we don't cancel enough people and we don't do it quick enough 
Canceling just means taking away a platform that you That's have, it. right? That's it. Like, yeah, no. It, it, it's it, not I mean, like... They use it to mean criticizing. Like, if we're all <laughs> yeah. mad at somebody, yeah, yeah. they say that we're canceling them, even though that person continues to have a job and a platform and the rest of it. It's like the, the, the verb is, is real broad in its usage. In my mind, <laughs> canceling means you, you, don't, you don't get to say that thing in public anymore. Like, you can, you can yell on the street corner about it, but, like, no, we don't have to have you at our university. You know, we don't have to... You know, you you don't have to keep that big job and that big platform. Like, you can keep saying this, you know, racist, anti-Semitic stuff. But that means you don't get to be in The Mandalorian. <laughs> there's there's well, no... there's well, that's, that's okay. A, that is okay. Because <laughs> we are the consumers. No, it's, right. it's actually the consumers having the power to say, we don't want you to get money with your platform. Because we you know, think what you're saying is harmful. We think what you're saying is stupid. We don't like it. We are allowed to do that. Cancel culture is simply our power. We take we took our power back and we decided yeah. to say, you can't be racist in public. We don't like it. And right. for so long, it was fine. I mean, we're still not so clear on the whole raping, using women thing. Like, we're, we're good on the racism. Somebody's like, racist, we're like, man, we can't have them in the public. Or if they're anti-Semitic, we're like, man, we can't have them in the public. By and mm. large. But when it comes to like abusing women, we're like, what action movie is he in next? I really right. liked that one. We have to separate <laughs> right. the art from the person. You know, we have to we do this whole gymnastics to try right. to make it make sense. I mean, Woody Allen is not canceled. He's no, not. he's still making movies. He's, he's not still canceled. making tons of money. We he don't could, like, cancel he... enough. We right. need to cancel Roman more. Polanski isn't canceled. <laughs> He's still making movies. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> just... I have a list. Yeah. There are a couple yeah, folks. I, there a lot of these canceled lives that Should I would have been switch canceled. places with in a heartbeat. <laughs> so that will show you exactly how canceled they are. <laughs> they still have their income streams. They still have their platforms. They still have their friends. They still have their, like, you know, special table at per se. Like, this is, yeah. But, but the uh, thing in is, any is case, that... if you saw the Muppets getting canceled, don't worry, they weren't. <laughs> um, they just quite rightfully took a child sex criminal off of a children's show. That's that's it. <laughs> it's they get upset about the yeah. weirdest things. It's I mean, so weird. imagine the producers every morning when they have to wake up and look for those weird stories that like are examples of these narratives that are being told, because that's what happens on yeah. Fox News. I mean, yeah. the, if you watch oh, Fox News, there are themes Right. Liberals are destroying America is a theme. That is a yeah. subplot. College campuses are through bastions of canceled culture and uh well it's not summer yet, so we don't have like bikinis are destroying the soul of America so we can show all the bikinis. But uh well, we will. We will have that. That does yeah. happen every year. I mean I just think that like we maybe the pandemic will allow us to call out our own bullshit. I just feel Hopefully. like we have to be able to do that because as a small child, you might not be surprised to hear this, but I'm rather <laughs> observant. Yeah, I'm like pretty yeah. observant. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a Cat Williams joke. He was like, I'm allergic yeah. to bullshit. That's what he yeah. said. And I'm like, I have that affliction. I, yeah. That's the biology. I have it too. Um, and what I mean, his example was when the teacher tr taught him how to sound out words that have silent letters. Mm, <laughs> and yeah, and he was, all, yeah, and he was all, like, all of learning English is just yeah. accepting some. He was I'm like, so sad that English is the global language everyone else has to learn. I know. Because it's like, it's not right, guys. And it's not even as good as some of the other ones. No. But I like, but Spanish I, is phonetic. It's phonetic. It's so good. It's so good, <laughs> Spanish. Um, 
But I just, yeah, I have that allergy. I'm allergic to yeah. bullshit. Well, hopefully. And so yeah. I, I just, for the life of me, do not want to go into the next phase of this, you know, thing we call living um, <laughs> with people who are like, what? I can't be racist in public? You're so sensitive. Right. No. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening. 